Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of the third season of the Plebs on Woody podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane. And as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. Gee, it's, there's excitement in the air. How excited are you, Banjo? We can... D's are playing I'm actually, finals in about three sleeves. Maybe. I'm actually more depressed than anything. I haven't had any footy for a whole oh, week and a half. I don't, I don't complain. I'm having with, I like the box. I am like a heroin addict, Scott. I need my hit and I haven't had anything. You know the sad thing about all of this? Like Melbourne's made final for the first time in 12 years. Like I'm so excited. I still think you're happier about your team than I am. At the <laughs> it's actually absurd. You send me messages every five minutes during the day. Something else about North are picking up Gaffin Pollock. You know, and Aaron of, Hall. I don't get a lot of Aaron Hall, actually. I haven't seen as many of them. I, I, there was I an article release. Like, yeah, um, I think he's pretty much set in stone, to be honest. So would you say... I think he's just not big enough for people to talk about. Would he be the most confident you are out of the three? No, I'm most confident about Pollock. Okay, even though St Kilda are going to snub him. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. That We've got an entire section devoted to that. Do we now? <laughs> well, we got a question on it, and I'm defining oh, that yeah, as a section. okay, okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's an exciting week, Ben. I like the buy; it builds up the uh, the excitement, and I'm I'm ready to go. Yes, I'm. I'm to be honest. No, I'm a bit flat. I, I really lose <laughs> oh, football, on, mate. I had a long day at work too, so you know, I got to. You gotta be, artificially pick my spirits up. Well, it's a bit weird us doing a pod when there's been no footy to talk yeah, about, but we'll we, see how we go. Yeah, we are doing it a little bit differently this week because we've got absolutely no football to talk about. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, week uh, the game reviews and talking about the teams like that, we are going to do season reviews for the 10 teams that didn't make the eight. Yeah, we, we've decided we're terrible at previews, so we will yep. leave that to the to the more supposed experts, the yes. professionals, the ones that get paid. Yeah, the professionals. Expert. There's a difference between yeah. being an expert and being a professional. Yeah, so we'll that is the yeah. majority of the like reason this podcast yeah. exists. So yeah, reviews are, are our thing, so we'll be reviewing teams. Yeah, we're going reverse ladder order, so we're starting with Carlton. Yeah. Uh, we're going by four measures. We're going to look at their list, their coaching, their what we think their future will look like, and how they perform this season relative to the expectations set to them. So how do you grade their list? Uh, Carlton's list, I've given them a 3 out of 10, which I'm actually looking at. You're the same. I'm surprised. I thought you'd give them about a 1. Yeah, no. The list and the future are a little bit connected with this. There are some very good kids. We've actually got list and future the same. I'm looking yeah. at 4 and future as well. Led by Patrick Cripps, who's unbelievable. And then there's guys like Kerno. I rate McKay. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it McKay or McKay? I uh, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> good help. Yeah. But there's there's kids there that I like the look of Zach Fisher. They, there's some green shoots there, as some would say. Yeah, they've got they've got some sort of a spine, is mm. what they have. I think with yeah, Weedering, McKay, yeah, Weedering, um, Marchbank, and Plowman, they've got they've got a spine there, and then they've got the very small beginnings of a reasonable midfield. Yeah, but there's that's a lot that has to work. build around, and they'll get Carriage back in. Cruiser's iffy. I think Cruiser makes a massive difference to the way their midfield plays. Yeah, never drafting makes... him in fantasy again. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. But he just made, he's one of those players that just lifts all the midfielders yeah. around him. And you can see how much they miss him when he's out. So if he can get back to full fitness, that midfield looks a little bit better. And I, their list right now, it's not great, but I don't think it's that far off being quite strong. And, and strong yeah. in the sense of looking to the future. Yeah, it's probably two years away from being two years away. But... Given what the season they had, that's reasonably close to where you'd want to be. Uh, for coaching, what'd you give them? We both gave them a two. I'm Did amazed. Have... I thought this was going to be the one we'd strongly disagree on, to be honest with you. No, Bolton, for the first time, I think he hasn't actually 
coached well. Like, yeah, the things he was doing well in previous seasons haven't worked. They went backwards four games or five games this year, um, and they haven't scored a hundred points in a game for fifty odd games. That's over two seasons. That's ridiculous, yeah. and that is coaching and game style. The main thing I've noticed with the way that they've been coached is there's been a lot of panic this year. I think they've been on a path for a few years. Mm. We've always known where they're going, and they've been so consistent in their messaging and the way that they've been playing. They built quite a strong defense, and then they entered the year saying we're trying to add these offensive layers. Yeah. And the first game looked a little bit promising against Richmond. Yeah, it looked really and then, promising. And then really, they lost a few badly, and they panicked, and they went back in their shell, and it got to the point. I, I didn't really know where they were going or yeah. what they were trying to do. It just felt like they were just going week by week, just trying to scrap their way. Yeah, they had they lost their identity. They had a clear goal and vision with how they were approaching things for the last two years. They looked like they were going to start with a different vision, but a vision nonetheless, but they completely, completely lost that. Yeah. Uh, for the future, we've got the same ranking again. Yep. And yeah, to be honest, there's something there, but it's not... I've given them a four out of ten. Just below average, yeah. Yeah, there's something there, but it needs more work before you look at it as actually promising. Yeah, you can't be sure of it. So yeah. you can't put it above a five. But I think I think there is something building in that club. And I think they need to stick fat with Bolton. Give him a chance to have another year at it, have another few years at it, and they can hopefully have a bit of stability and actually build something there. Yeah, he's been through so many tough times. You kind of want to give him the opportunity mm-hmm. to fix his record a little bit. And for expectations, I put them at a 2 out of 10. While they finished on the ladder where I thought they were going to, they did go backwards five games. No, no, I'm the same. It's been a super- We have the exact yeah, same. Yeah, we actually have the exact same for Carl. I'm, I'm looking ahead. There's, our next one's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think there was hope that there would be improvement this year, and it's gone the opposite way. Yeah. So you have to give them a pretty low rating there. Yeah, they've had an absolute stinker of the year. Some commentators, some very wise commentators have called them the worst team they've ever seen. And I think that's pretty accurate. You said that and it's <laughs> ridiculous. It actually is. Can you admit now that that was a dumb call? No, I refuse. They are terrible. Even though you've given them list 3 out of 10, future 4 out of 10, they're the worst team you have ever seen. And yeah, they have if, a 4 out of 10 If I was future. doing that for like GW, maybe not you, but GWS and Gold Coast, when they were really bad early, they would definitely have scored higher. On future, maybe. On future, yeah. And on list. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a weird formula, to be honest. <laughs> it is a weird formula. Uh, next up, we are continuing to do things a little bit differently. And while we looked at the All-Australia inside, we didn't actually have that many... Oh, yeah, my bad. We're doing Gold Coast next. <laughs> <laughs> your just boys, mate, you don't want to skip over that's your That's true, fellas. that's true. Although, I'm, uh, I'm looking at their list and it's a bit barren from the boys I used to know. Um, yeah, so we're going Gold Coast, and for list, I went 3 out of 10 as well. I oh, think it's pretty similar to Carlton. I went 1 out of 10. 1 I, out I, of 10. I think Gold Coast list is one of the weakest lists I've seen. They have so little talent there, it's frightening. Oh. There are how many? Three quarters of their best 22. I don't, I don't know who they are or where they came from or what ability they have. Yeah, look, they're going to lose Lynch, exactly. possibly May, definitely Aaron Hall. Uh, they've already delisted Michael Barlow. <laughs> name players, Swallow. Swallow. He's got some ability. Fiorini. Fiorini. I'm just going to name my entire fantasy yeah. side. Uh, Jared Fiorini's Lyons right. is good, but he's not in the coaches. Doesn't get picked up. Yeah, the time. it's weird. I rate Jack Martin, but he hasn't come on the way we thought he was going to. Yeah, like he's all right. Yeah, and there's a few like young kids that I think we'd know more if they're in Melbourne, like Bre- uh, Ainsworth. 
he was pick four, and I think he's been good when I've seen was him. He pick four, was yeah. He? Okay. So like, there are high picks there. Bows, I like the look of. There are, but they're high picks in the playing in front of absolutely nobody. So while with Carlton we look at them and go, they're green shoots. When they're up in the Gold Coast, people in Melbourne just tend to ignore them. And the fact they they do exist, and I, I do think they there's a little bit of potential there, and I think it's very on par with yeah. Carlton. Perhaps it could be being a bit sort of naive and not seeing them enough, but. Geez, I look at a Gold Coast game and I'm shocked how little excitement I get out of watching them. Which yeah. I, I still get bits and pieces from Carlton, so I, th- I think they're well below Carlton's list. I do. Interesting. Uh, well, you just don't have the infatuation with Aaron Hall that I do. Um, next up, we got coaching. I gave them a three out of ten. Yeah, I, I, look, I gave them a two out of ten. I thought it was fairly similar to yeah. Carlton. Then. Yeah, not too much difference between us. I suppose like you have to give him a bit of a chop out due for his, his first, first year, year yeah and also the horrible run which they had at the start of the year not, not yeah i think that's home. undersold a little bit when we look at them overall I, I was hoping that that would cause them to come home quite strong when they start playing home again but maybe by that i think stage, it broke just, them yeah instead it, it could be that but um how did gold coast play can you can you tell me that i, I don't really know I, they had a real focus on contested ball early yeah, layers outside of that, I don't really know. And they that, started that, off makes me negative. About pretty it. frenetic, but yeah, it dropped away. They're, all their like the pressure stats just fell off towards the end of the year. They started off really well, but I think that was inflated I by the you game. Were say that, yeah, uh, they played against North, and to be honest, North had a lot of inflated stats for a large part in, of the, in, the same in way. The West, just yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a monsoon for yeah. those that don't so remember. The contested ball numbers. Would it was quite probably the most one. ridiculously scheduled game I've ever seen, but. No, nevertheless, it had an impact. But uh, I, st- I still think that is their focus, contested ball, which is fine. That's quite a good layer to, to add, but I'm still not sure yet. So I can't yeah. be too positive about their coaching. Uh, for the future, I had a 4 out of 10. Yeah, well, you know I was going to go negative. I've given them a 1 out of 10. Uh, there's just so many picks there on top of on top of the talent they've got uh, there. They're all going to leave, mate. I- I'm actually like, I'm really worried about the Gold Coast future. I, I cannot see them building a culture where players mm. are going to stay and are expected to stay. They they already have their two captains. There's a fair chance that they're going to leave. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot of talent there anyway. You can't just keep bringing in draft picks, getting them injured, not developing them, and then them leaving. Yeah. It's, th- it's looking really, really grim. I think the idea is they're going to do a total reset if they lose both their captains. But still, there are... High draft picks there. Their academy is starting to bear a bit of fruit, and that'll change things. But because you won't have go home factor. If, they, if they're doing a reset, that is them saying, "Yeah, our future's not great at the moment. We need to start again." Yeah, but they have so many assets that I think it. I, I think it's just as close to being all right as Carlton's. Well, what assets? I, well, they're going to have four picks in the top fifteen or something. Yeah. This year. Okay. So immediately they will have some low draft picks, I suppose, but. What we've seen so far, they're not developing them and they're leaving. No, and to be honest, there needs to be a massive injection of football department spending at that club from the AFL because yep. I don't think they can yeah, afford they'll it. They'll need a lot of help. Yeah, A lot of help. It's not draft concessions is what they need. It's actual infrastructure spending. Mm-hmm. And Funding, the, yeah. AFL, the AFL, when they were trying to get north there, promised them $100 million. They have not spent that on the Gold Coast. Like they, yep. they just haven't they haven't set it up well at all they were in portables as their trading facilities for ages and they got gifted a better training facility with the Commonwealth Games and mm-hmm. that hasn't really flowed on yet but they, they, it just really needs to be addressed 
Yeah, and everything you hear from like Rocket Eat and stuff when they went out there, they were just in shock at the facilities there. So yeah, that that is the first step to create some sort of foundations with yeah. some with some reasonable funding. Expectations? What'd you have? Uh three out of ten. Yeah, I had a four. I think they they performed below expectations, but I didn't have high expectations yeah. for them. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly like, right. So I couldn't be too negative about it. Yeah, but. exactly. Anyway, what I, as I was saying before. Because we don't have any football, we're going to have a new segment. We're going to name our favourite 22. Yeah, yeah. What kind of is? It's not a it's recurring segment. Not a segment. recurring segment, yeah. Uh, but we're going to name our favourite 22s. Uh, I was actually pretty excited to do this. I had a lot of fun doing I this. Spent yeah. a lot of, my voice. I, I spent a lot of time on my lunch break at work just uh, scrolling through going, oh, I do like that guy. Did the whole creating a preliminary squad and then trying oh, yeah, to put I them did. into positions. It's well, I, I, I put in my favourites directly in first up. And then when I got to a bench oh, of about okay. 15 players, I went... Yeah, I think I got a cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but that, isn't that positive? You have a lot of players who you like. You yeah, and cut. unlike that's, that's unlike you, it's not just from my favourite teams. I have oh. evenly spread out. Oh, We've had discussions, and you you have about half your team from uh, three teams. Oh, it's not that bad. But anyway, so we start with our back lines. Yeah, let's go. We go six, 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 and then our bench. Yep. So my back line, I've got the captain in the back pocket, uh, Nifty Neville Jetta. Uh, yeah, the most no, I'm going to say in the competition. I saw that coming. Yep, my fullback, you can guess this one as well. The pod mascot himself, Lyndon Dunn. What a mm-hmm, great man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a bit of comedy value in the other pocket. We've got Sam Frost holding so down you, one of their key forwards. You've dishes. gone pretty much an all-Melbourne back line. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're only allowed three players from our yeah. team. That was the other thing we had to say. So, yes, uh, there's a few in the back. I had to put Frost in. He's too entertaining. I said absolutely, it a few weeks ago. Absolutely. Most entertaining player in the competition. Uh, halfback flank I've got Hamish Hartlett he's, he's really one of my boys I've he is one him. of your boys I've loved him since he was a kid I just he's really hard at it he's a beautiful kick of the footy I, I love him now I'll make you happy my centre half back I've got Majak I've got oh, one north player my boy I do like him and I struggled to find another key defender and I really do like him and he's, yeah, he's how, how good would this back line be to watch with Majak and Frost and Linden like, oh, yeah, Lind- Linden's the rock. Yeah, but he just pings yeah, those yeah, 50 yeah. meter bullets. It's about the entertainment value. And uh, <laughs> my other flank, I've got Nathan Wilson, who he, yeah, well, I no, wasn't I like super it. sure on him, but I, I love watching him play, and he plays for Freo now, so I like him even yeah, more. Bonus points. <laughs> uh, my back line, I've structured a little bit differently. I've only gone on the two defenders. Key okay, defenders. fair enough. Yeah, uh, I just had to put Frost in. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I've gone to start with back pocket, Adam Saad. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. love watching him Brilliant go about things. Watch, yeah. Loved him at the Gold Coast. Lost a little bit of points when he went to Essendon, but stayed strong with him because he takes about 15 yeah. more bounces per game than anybody I mean, else. he takes one every second step, yeah. but he's <laughs> still entertaining to watch. <laughs> Bounce per metres gained would be very low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, fullback, Big Frosty. Oh, you've got Frosty mutuals. in there. We've yep. gone mutuals. Both, both get a bit of entertainment. Uh, my other back pocket, Rory Laird. Oh, half really of it, you half overrated. Of, yeah, half of it is because you yell yeah. about him all the time, yeah, okay, and I have to push back. And I painted myself in this corner that I just had to fair fall enough. in I've love got with some the of man. that in my team as well. <laughs> uh, then on the halfback flank, I've gone Wayne Malira. I've fallen oh, yeah, in love with him yeah, this yeah. year. The way he moves is just. Mm-hmm. I really like watching him. And, and once you make a call on someone early, oh, yeah. you fall in love with him. You Absolutely. said he did Absolutely. There was this moment against. I think it was Geelong. Or maybe, no, it was Melbourne, it was us, where yeah. he spun out about five tackles yeah. in a row and just made you all look like idiots. Yep, yep. Uh, you can laugh about it because you won that game, yeah, Scott. precisely. Um, and my <laughs> centre-half back and captain yeah, okay. of my favourite 22 <laughs> is Magic Door. We've definitely gone with a Buddy Franklin-style captain. Oh, absolutely. Just, just our favourite players, but anyway. Oh, 
He's like, I love him so much. I know. He's I gone know. from being like a jokey love to actually being yeah. one of my favorite players. Yeah, and he, he's good enough now that he doesn't make you tear your hair out as well. Oh, absolutely. So you can just enjoy him. And he's growing stupid beards that look even worse than mine, which is an impressive feat. He's just an all-round great guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and on my other back flank, Whitfield. Ah, oh, He course. is so clean. And uh, I forget who it is. He had this moment where he was running laterally across a pack, just picked it up one-handedly, fended off a guy and handballed it to a runner going past. It was just about the cleanest thing I've ever seen on a football field. Picked it up off his toes. Yeah, he's one of those players I think I probably would have in my list if it weren't for how much <laughs> you loved him, so he's not there. Uh, moving on to our midfields. Uh, so my centre line, I've just start by saying my two wings, I've got Carey boys, uh, <laughs> Andrew Gaff and Jack McRae. I do. They're both sexy footballers, as you're well aware of. Uh, I don't think I'd actually give either of them as sexy. Nah, they're both McRae, sexy footballers. McRae definitely moves a bit differently to be sexy in my eyes. No, Gaff will look good when he's in blue they're and both, white. Because they're just so efficient. That's what makes them sexy. They're, so you've got two North players in your uh, favourite 22, don't oh, you? Oh, shut up. He plays for West Coast. <laughs> uh, and in the centre, I've got the great man himself, Gary Ablett Jr. I absolutely love the man. Always have. And, you know, he makes my team look a bit stronger. Yeah, fair call. Um, <laughs> and followers, very obvious. Ruckman, of course, the champion himself, Maxwell Gone. Mm-hmm. I've got my vice captain, uh, Nathan Fife. Ooh. And Steve Canelio, who's uh, <laughs> now he's cool, my pick out. Yeah. He's someone who I picked early. You said he wasn't as good as I said, so I just ride That's him. That's not true. I said Kelly was better. Yeah, I can still rate him highly, no, which no, I do. He, he's my my one GWS player. He's my boy. Uh, yeah, my center line is filled with people I've painted myself into a corner with. Actually, only one person, but I considered going the uh, Gaff Kelly Polek center line, <laughs> oh, but, but I didn't. <laughs> Instead, I started off with. Uh, my boy through uh, backing him into a corner, Lockie Weller. <laughs> he's oh, just, okay. He's a very good footballer to watch, and it annoys me the way he's talked about in the, foot, on, okay. uh, in the football media. So I do like watching him. I think he deserves a spot in my favourite. He's favorite got a bit of sexiness. Yeah, he does. On both fronts, looks and football. Yeah, ability. exactly. As we've said before. That, that's a factor in our list. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, next, I've got, in my team. Next, <laughs> <laughs> next, I've got my vice captain, uh, Josh Kelly. Future North Melbourne player. Okay, um, I did toss up whether or not to make him captain. It was very close, but Magic Doors uh, form resurgence or just surge. There's no re about it. Uh, has really, <laughs> yeah, okay. has really put him over the top. So okay. he came close. He's very much in line for leadership of the future, though. Until he re-signs with uh, GWS, and then you'll you'll hate the man. He'd still stay. He is a very good footballer. <laughs> He'd probably still stay. Yeah, he's another player. On I think the I'd other like. wing, another ke- uh, contender for leadership, Aaron Hall. <laughs> the leadership. Yeah, the, the, the laziest player in the competition. You've got. He had him sixteen in tackles team. in a preseason game. He's lazy he's when he wants had, to be. He's probably had sixteen for the entirety of the rest of his career. No, I disagree. He's lazy. He's not a team man. Your team would struggle with him on a wing. But anyway, I absolutely love the man and my followers. Yeah, I've gone. As obvious as yours was, yeah, mine yeah. was pretty obvious too. Yeah. Goldie is my ruck. Yeah, the man okay. can do things that pretty much no other ruckman can do outside maybe Grundy. He's just... He's a different kind of ruckman and I just love watching him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other midfielder, my next midfielder, Cunnington. Watching that man treat other people like children on a football field is one of the most pure joys you have as a North <laughs> Melbourne supporter. He, he will just throw people around. With no, he never gets tackled anymore. He just pushes them. It's ridiculous. He's a better fan than Dusty. That's so we've, I'm we've, say both, we've both exhausted our teams. Already, we have. So. And my final one is Patrick Cripps. 
He's okay. pretty much the platonic ideal for an inside midfielder. I thought you didn't rate him because he butchered it too much. What happened to that? Yeah. Did you change your mind or are I, you saying that you liked him but didn't rate him? Or how I didn't you? think he was all Australian, but I still really liked and him. And you were wrong. Well, yeah, in the end I was, yeah. wasn't I? <laughs> I was right on that one. All right, my forward line, uh, I've got the sexiest player in the competition on a flank in uh, Robbie Gray, who I also said Ooh, was the best player in the comp earlier in the year, if you recall, on a fine Kane Corns big call. Uh, fine I'd... one that ages Paul is my Patrick Cripps call, I would <laughs> suggest. Uh, he's not that far <laughs> off, if you played in the midfield, uh, even though I've got him forward. Massive Kane. At least I don't have him at full forward. Uh, Lance Franklin I've got at centre-half forward. Just too, just too good to yep. watch. Just, I, nothing makes you more excited than when you see Buddy sink a boot into a ball from outside 50 and it goes through post-height. Nothing better in the competition. Another flank I've got, the great man Jack Watts, who uh, I will still <laughs> love him and I will love him forever. Yeah, he's, this is a favourites 22. A, not, nothing to do with ability. He, he's a ripping bloke and he's, he's a good football How did his All-Australian campaign go, if you don't mind me that asking? That was wrong. I wasn't right on that. That was one of my calls that fell down, all right? Uh, I've got Sonny Walters in the pocket. There's no surprise there. The no, most absolutely underrated not. player in the competition, as I say regularly. Full forward. I mean, it's just a lock. Billy Gowers, of course, the god himself. And in the other pocket, I've got Tipper. I've got Waller. Um, yeah, not bad. Everyone loves Tipper. He's just a cult figure. Yeah, he's dropped off a little bit this year. Yeah, um, he still gets you up and about. Yeah, he does true. something good. Uh, yeah, my forward line. I've started on the forward flank with Bruce. That man is a sexy footballer. Really? And he's about the only Hawthorne player I like. Yeah, why do you have a Hawthorne? I don't have any Hawthorne players. I just really like Bruce. And part of it is when I said he was better than Rioli. <laughs> so, again... <laughs> Planting my flag and sticking by my opinions. There's a theme there. Uh, On the uh, centre-half forward, I've gone Jack Darling. Oh, okay. I really like him. I didn't know you liked him that much. Yeah, no, he's just... He's just imperious. He's not actually tall or anything like that, but he's just so big in the way he moves. Yeah, I just... I really enjoy watching him play. And then on the other flank, I've got Toby Green. Uh, This is not a surprise. I love that man. Part of your dickheads, uh, your love for the dickheads. What other dickheads do I have in the side, Scott? Uh, you can't remember my I'll start. Back at it. I said it two seconds ago. Uh, then in the Ford pocket, yeah. I've gone Gresham. Oh yeah, okay. another pretty Someone, obvious you one. You jumped on the Gresham bandwagon this year. Yeah, but you didn't at, like the, the before, I, at the start of the year, I jumped on it, and then everybody's catching up now. Yeah. People are saying he's the only St Kilda player worth anything. Yeah, just pointing that what out. What about Jack Stephen? Please, yeah, Stephen nearly made my team. Then I've got Buddy at full forward. What? Where's Billy? He's coming. He better be. He's coming. He better be, mate. Billy is so flexible. You pushed him to a bench? No. You don't no, know. I don't know where this is going, mate. Uh, and then my other pocket, Fantasia. This has oh, come with a bullet. A yeah, okay. This has come with a bullet. Yeah, I okay. did not like him, and it yeah, was you all. You didn't actually. I liked it, him, and you said you said I liked Tipper, but not Arazio that much. It was all Brian Taylor's fault. And then I started watching him live a couple of times. He's <laughs> really bloody good without Brian Taylor screaming uh, in my the head. The VT stuff adds to it. No, it, it gives me the absolute shit. But he's really good. <laughs> All right, my interchange bench. I've got one which might surprise. I've got Ed Kerno on the bench. Oh, I, interesting. I waited at his wedding. So uh, I've loved him ever since, <laughs> since he's been my boy. Uh, I've got Scott Pendlebury as another bench yeah, player. Yeah, that, that fits. He's the second sexiest player in the competition in my view. I love watching him play. I've got Arazio um, as another one. I've always yep. loved Arazio, as you know. And I've got Brad Hill made the last oh, interesting. position. Yeah, I, I was really tossing up on that last position. Who else was a contender? 
Uh, J- J- Jack Steven just missed out. And yeah. I also considered Jack Steele because he was very good for my fantasy team this year. Douglas <laughs> and Gilda boys there. Uh, I had quite a few around there. I, I like Atkins. He was another yeah, one. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, but look, Brad Hill, I just, I just love watching him play. Yeah. Um, brilliant footballer. And again, Fremantle gives him some bonus points. Yeah, you're going to like my start of the interchange bench. I've gone Clary, Clayton Oliver. Hey! He is just unbelievable. Class. His hands are insane. He's moving a lot better than he was in his first couple of years as well. I think it's more just taking the game on than anything, but... He's an unbelievable He's footballer, and you are very watch. lucky to have it, have him. And I'm very resentful. You do yeah, very jealous. Aren't did you? you? Were you the, did you trade for him, or was it Wiedemann you traded for? Which no, was the pick you had? It would have been Wiedemann. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't trade for Clarys. No, bugger. Uh, next, then I've got Heaney. Uh, okay. One okay. just one of the most flexible players in the competition. I love his aerial work. He's just. He's an absolute stud. I've never liked Heaney that much. He's one of those players that everyone got around so much when he was first drafted. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's a bit overrated. But, I mean, he is good. He's very good. But I still think he is a little bit overrated. Yeah. And just so much hype around I probably put him. enough space between myself and that to actually like him and, yeah, take him on face yeah, okay, value. Because okay. I definitely felt the same way you did early. Uh, next up, I've got Elliot Yo. Uh, okay. Fairly similar player to Heaney in a lot of ways, actually. Incredibly flexible. Incredibly strong overhead. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I just love watching him play as well. He's he, a powerful footballer. He is. He's he powerful. also he always doesn't quite look like he knows what's going on, which is great. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an awkward looking dude. Isn't he, he just, but everything he does seems to be excellent. It's yeah. a, it's a really yeah, weird yeah. contrast. And uh, then finalising my team is uh, the big man himself, and by big I mean small, Robbie Gray. What? I mean, I'm happy with Robbie. Where is Billy? He's coming. What do you mean he's coming? He's That's coming. the end of the team. No, it's not. So the final thing we're doing is my coaches. I I thought it would be a bit. I can't put Goodwin in. He's probably be part of the the three. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. Also, he's not a good coach. Coaches thing. So I've gone with Ross Lyon, my boy, for a very, very yeah. long. You've time. You've gone with one coach that could be sacked to another. I like it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Who's your coach? Uh, I've gone the great man himself, Billy Gales. <laughs> Why? He's proven everything. Why you put him in your team? <laughs> He's proven absolutely everything you would ever need to prove on a football field. Well, he could do anything He's played he wants, every but... single position, and I want my team well coached. I want to be a well-oiled machine, and I want to test him. We know he'll be a ten-time premiership coach at some point, but right now, let him play out his career. No, nah, oh, you're retiring him, mate. Because this is a uh, fake team that uh, <laughs> will never actually play a game, so I'm not you retiring. You just didn't fit him in your team, and you felt guilty about it. You don't love him enough. He's my boy. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get back to our uh, season reviews. Next up, we've got St Kilda, who mm. finished third last. Um, that says a lot about it, yeah, really. This will be that pretty statement brutal, right there. Think. What do you got for their list? List, no, I've got not too bad. I'm just below average. I got a four out of ten. I, I really, I do not mind Securitas list that much. I think they've got a very quick, quite exciting midfield. They have a few reasonable tools who a lot of them are down on form. But I think with Bruce and Membry, they're, they're not too bad. Carlisle's a really good defender down back. I, I, I've been super disappointed with their year because I, I, their list, it's not brilliant, it, but it's probably 10th to 12th. In, in the competition yeah so maybe I think they've had a disastrous year yeah absolutely I, I, I really don't mind that list I've given them a two um, I think their list is awful they their best midfielders can't kick the ball to save themselves yeah they've got some they've got efficiencies yeah Poor key forwards. Membry is not a key forward. He should be a third tall, but they don't have anybody else. He's playing the number one role. Bruce is so out of form he didn't play yeah, all I know, year. I know. Paddy McCartan is 
as much as you hate to say, just a worry. Yeah, you, you can't bang I, I, on him. I agree with you on that. The, the key forward I like most for them is Rowan Marshall. Their backline. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Member is a good player. Member is a very good he player. He is okay. No, he's um, a very good player. They have a great small forward in Gresham. We know that. And I like Billings, but they're too small around the ground as well. They've got two big midfielders in Steele and Akers. Akers is played on the outside for God knows what reason. Uh, they just don't have an engine room that can really generate enough. Their back Steel line is very good, and yeah, Steele is very good, but he's like playing a lone good. hand. And uh, their back line has Carlisle and not much else. Their ball use is Brown's terrible. Okay, their ball use is just terrible yeah, across the park. I think it's uh, I think it's and it's not, it's not just ball use actually. It's also like their hands. Like, the amount of just sitters they drop is just inexcusable. I, 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 yeah, I think it's an imbalanced list. I think they have a fair bit of raw talent. They've got a lot of players who are quite good, but the problem is, is a lot of them are very similar. Through their midfield, they're quite small and quick, and they butcher the ball. Uh, and so they need to have a bit more inside, and they need to have some better ball users. But around, uh, if you can get in one or two of those sorts of players, I think they have reasonable sort of depth in there. And Maybe I, they've I just got a lot of average. Line backline is disastrous. They've just got a lot of average. They don't have much good. They got like yeah, four good. That's players. always been their issue. And they people were talking so positively about their future. There was always they have a lot of players who could be really yeah, good. None of them are coming. But yeah, the closest I, I that has is Seb Ross, who I think is a such a bad user of the ball. Ross. I think he's such a bad user of the ball that he's almost a negative. He's not a negative. He's a good player, but he's that's not, why I said almost. He's not, he's not a gun. Coaching. <laughs> Coaching. Uh, I went three out of ten. I'll let you open your phone yeah, and check also, your own. I've also, gone a, I've also gone a three out of ten. Richo's game plan seems to be okay in, at times. I agree with that. And then it just falls down. And I, I tend to think it's because the, the team is not good enough to execute it, which is still an indictment on the coach. But it's just... It's not good enough. They, they don't generate enough easy scores. They were a few years ago, but they're not anymore. Everything's a slog for them. Yeah, there's there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Like I, when I look at who is a good coach, one of the main things I think about is, can I see their identity? Can do I understand what their game style is? Can I see what they are trying to do? Do they have direction? Do they have players who know their roles? And I think I can see that with St Kilda. I I have a clear idea of how St Kilda play. They're very quick. They use the corridor. They're very bold. But I think the other way of looking at it is potentially they've created a game style which isn't suited to their team. Because as no. we talked about just before. Not a lot of great kicks, and they try to pick off some crazy kicks in the corridor. And it, in the back half of the year, it was working out. When it does work, it looks games. amazing. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just doesn't too and, often. And, and when it doesn't, it looks horrible. Uh, what's your future rating for them? How do you think they're going to do in the future? Oh, I've given them a three out of ten. Yeah, I've gone two. It's yeah. pretty bleak. Yeah, I, I probably agree with that. They always had these issues last year where they had quite a few experienced players who were propping them up, mm. and we were always concerned what would happen once they left. And, and they weren't they weren't like twenty eight experienced like a lot of teams have. They were thirty three. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. They were still their best players, Rewald Montagna, and they're gone Wayne now. Dempster and it's really it's important. yeah it's really shown. It, they need another influx of talent. Whether they get it in trades, free agency, or just hit the draft hard, they really need a big influx of talent. Yeah, would you go with a full rebuild, or do you think they can bring in a, you know, a Shield and a, a Poli? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's worth attempting to touch a Shield or anyone like that. I'd go after free agents, because they're free, and you just keep yourself performing a bit better 
while you're going through a rebuild, but I think they really need a draft. They'd have well. to absolutely nail trading in free agency. Because if you just bring in Shield, that's not enough. But they no. need... They and to be like honest, Shield Shiel would be the best version of what they've already got. <laughs> a bad ball user yeah, who can be good at other that's things. That's true, I suppose. But I think if, if you have like a yeah, Port Adelaide or an Essendon offseason, where you bring in three or four yeah. players who immediately come in, best 22 good players, potentially if they're the right sort of players, I think I can see yeah. them becoming quite a good team. But they have to absolutely nail it. And it doesn't seem like there's that many players who want to go to them. So perhaps they have to go to the draft. Yeah, and it's not the end of the world. They've only got picks three and 58 up coming up. So it's there's not great assets there, but they've just got to, I don't know, suck it in and do it. It's, there's going to be pain coming up. Mm-hmm. And they've botched the first attempt at this rebuild. But they haven't done it as badly as, like, there hasn't been as much pain as you went through, for instance. They've been okay early with those 10-win seasons, 12-win seasons. Yep. So you've probably got a little bit more leeway before it gets really depressing, but I think they've got to do it. Um, next up, I'm gonna, we're going to go with one of the more optimistic... Wait, are we just quick for oh, performance to expectations? I gave him a 1 out of 10. I, I gave him a 2 out of 10 because I'm a softie. <laughs> and I also didn't it rate them... It feels harsh giving him a 1. I, I didn't rate them as highly as the general media, yeah, I think. Okay. So there's yeah, a yeah, bit of that, enough, but, but it was be, a pretty soft rating. To, to, to get four wins, they're, they're, they're better than that. Yeah, that's pretty poor. Uh, yes, and as I was saying before, before yes. I jumped the gun, one of the more positive teams yeah. uh, in the that missed the eight, Brisbane. I've got super positive ratings for Brisbane. Yeah, I I, I wanted to, but I was like, calm down. They only won five games, <laughs> so I held myself back. For the list, I've gone a six. Yeah, I've gone a seven. Yeah, I think valid. Yeah. Like, you 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 had your big call a few weeks ago when you said you think they have a young core group that could take them to a. Well, yeah, you know, grand he, said, final, he, he said they will make a grand final. Yeah, he said, uh, and yeah, I didn't really disagree with you at the time. I quite like it. I think I like the balance of their list. Yeah. I like the fact that they have a deep, talented midfield. They've got a couple of key forwards. They've got who do you have outside okay, of no, Hipwood? So they, yeah, got, I, I would say key yeah, forward okay, is the way they need to add another around. one. Yeah, okay, they've got one key forward and then they've got one key defender basically. Oh yeah, but Gardner looks okay. In fact, McStay looks okay up forward. Yeah, Gardner's okay, better than McStay. Okay, like they're not going to be stars, but Harry's, looking at that, they need one other key forward and then yeah. to patch a mid, uh, back line together. But like you could look at Gardner and see him having a sort of lesser man, lesser version of an Asprey career, couldn't you? If, if yeah. Harris Andrews is the if Rams. They get, if they get the right system going. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't think they need that much in the back mm. line. They're, they're small defenders. They need a little bit because Hodge is going to leave and he's been such a big influence. Yeah. But outside of that, it's just a really nice list that's coming together. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how they, uh, how the young kids carry the load when Beams and Zorko leave, but that's a few years down the track. Beams isn't going anywhere. They're going to... They think yeah. they'll bring in Lockie Neal, so yeah, it's that, looking like coming together really Lockie nice. Neal, and that midfield is—it's imperious. That's one of the better midfields in the yeah. competition, I think. And when you think of how deep it goes, yeah, very wow. true. And like with the scope for improvement that it's got uh, for coaching, I also went a six. I really like their game plan, but there is a little bit of frailty in it. So yeah, I went a li- I went with a five. I think yeah. it's pretty much an average. I yeah, I, I like what. Uh, Fagan has done from a, a cultural a, perspective, yeah, a cultural yeah. point of view. Like they were pretty decimated. They, they needed him to come in some excitement, but I think it's it's probably like an immature sort of style the way they're yeah. playing. It's going to need a bit of a bit of development. They need to find a bit more reliability from a, a defensive point of view. Playing that way might be enough. Yeah. in a couple of years to get them to top eight, 
maybe pushing a top four, but I don't think it's a premiership way of playing. To no. play a premiership, you have to have a really strong defensive structure. I think it's more they've got to figure out their turnovers. I think when they got defensively burnt, it was a lot because they were trying really brave things offensively. Yeah, it didn't quite to, come off. So I think, I, I, yeah, I think the decision-making is the thing that needs to okay. grow. And I, it should as the team gets more experience and so it backs themselves in in contests a bit more as well. Okay, so you um, think they've got the right idea, but they just need to execute it a bit better. Yeah, a little bit. bit. And to be experience. honest, I, I think going through these growing pains is a valid way of trying to extend your players' capabilities. I, I think giving your players the license to try those kicks, see what they can and can't do, is a very good way to develop them. And they, that's the developmental approach Testing, I yeah, okay. like to see the most. Yeah. And so I think it's not necessarily something that needs to be heavily adjusted, but just as they get a bit more serious and about where they are and trying to achieve as set expectations for themselves, I think they'll yeah. rein it in a little bit. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing like for now, as long as they know that they've got to, yeah. they've got to develop it a bit more as they go on. Uh, for the future, I had it as an 8 out of 10. Um, I pretty much I made a decision that for future teams outside of that didn't make the 8, I wasn't going to go higher than an 8. But I've Brisbane, like Brisbane is about as good a future as I can see that missed the eight. Yeah, I've got the same. I've also got, got an eight. Like, um, I'm so excited. Yeah, about they're, they're, and they're, they're likeable too. So yeah. it's, it's good. It's good. Um, and for expectations, I had them surpassing it pretty well. I had a seven. Yeah, I also I also had a seven. Yeah, like, we were probably... We were expecting it to be bottom four. And yeah. I mean, oh, they well, they up. were, weren't they? I think maybe just, but oh, the way they're, they they're, they're so competitive of 90, and yeah. they're exciting. And they're, I'm... I did not expect to come out of this season feeling nearly this positive. No, when you look at it, it's a better bottom four year or a very similar bottom four year than what North had. And North improved a fair bit, but didn't improve that much to get to 12 because we got lucky on the side where we were uh, unlucky. Okay. I know what before. you're saying. You have to bring back to North, but I know what you're saying. Well, it is the best. <laughs> it is the best, like. Yes, okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and next up we're going to a classic segment. We're going Kane Corn's Call of the Week where we identify the best thing that happened in the media. And by best thing, we mean most absurd yeah, call. The worst um, thing, yeah. <laughs> and then we make a big call of our own. Uh, this week, nobody said anything interesting because yeah, there was no football. Boring week. Yeah, so, I, have you know the media? They're just repeating the same stories. It's yeah. just like who's going to match up on Tom Hawkins on Friday night, and then a new person will just write the same article. <laughs> like, oh, I think it'll be Oscar McDonald. <laughs> it's just yeah. There's like two <laughs> options, cares? and they'll pick one out of a hat. Yeah, and the chances are they'll just chop and change throughout the game anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and look. We have our issues with the media, and to be honest, that's not one of my biggest ones with them, so I'm willing to give them a pass. Uh, but the media moment we wanted to identify is uh, John Ralph and Chris Judd had possibly the funniest funniest bitch fight I've ever seen on the... Uh, it was on multiple media platforms. They both voiced their opinions one after the other. What did John Ralph uh, accuse Judd of? He really had a go at his legacy. Basically, absolutely everything. He criticised his performance on the footy show his efforts on footy classified, the way he's handled his role at Carlton, uh, the culture at West, West Coast, Coast basically. <laughs> and said, the culture at Carlton afterwards. <laughs> he said, why would we talk to him? <laughs> why would we listen to him talk about culture with what happened at yeah. West Coast? It was bloody brutal. And actually. to be honest, pretty it's spot on. It was brutal. If Yeah, we'll throw a link up on the page, but it was savage. And we probably generally agree with it would we be inclined oh, to mate, say? We, we are the biggest yeah. Chris Judd people going around um, I'm not sure most... if we've said it on the pod but we both think he thinks he's smarter than he actually yeah, is oh, so if you read some of his articles my god he's just he's just 
saying fancy words which don't mean anything. And then like when you actually sit back and you go, what did he actually say in that article? It'll be just like some really nuffy opinion, but he just yeah. writes it in this verbose language. It's like a kid that did really well on his uh, year 12 English exam uh, using big words and never tried to develop his thought process yeah, past yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> just thought right. that was okay. I did well there. Yeah, he definitely thinks he's smarter than he is. Uh, so what's your cane corns of the week? Well, look, I'm being a little bit boring. I've, I've already said this, but I'm going to get... Uh, there's something added to it. So, so after you go, just accuse the media of repeating their stories, <laughs> you've done the exact same thing. I'm going to go extra hard on it, though. I don't think Sydney or Hawthorne will win a final this year. And the added layer to it is we know that it'll be Melbourne who knocks out Hawthorne <laughs> in straight sets in the next final. I'm, I'm going to quite confidently tip GWS to beat Sydney. I'm pretty confident about that. I don't rate Sydney at all. Richmond, of course, will beat Hawthorne. And I would 100% back in Melbourne to beat Hawthorne in the semi-final. I, I do not rate Would you back in Geelong? Uh, in the in the unfathomable situation that you lose? Toss of a coin. That, that'd be at the G. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a toss of a coin. But there's, there's a fair chance, mate. There's a fair chance that yeah, none, look, none of those teams My dream scenario is you lose and then Hawthorne lose to Geelong. That's Pe- my dream scenario. People are, people are getting too excited about Hawthorne. People just love the Clarkson narrative that they're going, oh, they'll, they'll win a flag. They're, not, they're very average. Yeah. They were lucky. 100%. And, like, we've been harping on about Sydney and Hawthorne not being that great for yeah, a long time. I know. I know. And <laughs> I like that you're backing yourself in. Uh, I have gone with... A pretty savage attack on the buy round. I've gone, the buy round weekend was the worst thing to happen to me personally since North Melbourne's end to the 2016 oh, season. That's only two years. It's not, <laughs> not that bad. Yeah, but the end, of our, the end of our year in 2016 was the worst thing that's ever happened to me, Scott. So the second worst thing to ever happen to me in my life. Can you explain why you're so critical of the buy round? I, I, I found like it. it incredibly boring. I just want football. I said it before. I'm like a heroin addict. I need my, I need my fix. I, I honestly, I really I feel like, like I've lost my momentum. I like the fact that we've had these like 23 rounds, kind of like a marathon, and we get to the end of that and we just have a week to take a deep breath. And then there's so much anticipation builds. And it, I heard Buckley use this term. He said it kind of frames the final mm. series. It's a chance to say, that's over. Now let's look to the final. And I, I get extra excited. And I, I can push through that weekend. Like I'm able to be like... Yeah, so you I'm have things really you have looking... things going on in your life, and I don't, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm able to look forward to the Thursday, like the following Thursday, yeah. and be like, "That's what I'm excited for. It's going to be huge." I don't know. I think they should fill the week and weekend a lot better. Brownlow should be at Absolutely. some point this week. People are fine. We said this like the second yeah. they bought it in the buyer. Put the Brownlow on that weekend. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be a great way to yeah. You could have an actual night of it instead of it being on a Monday where yeah. you have to only drink a little bit because you've got to work the and next then, day. Yeah, and then rush off to try to get, get some sleep in. Yeah. I mean, people would love it on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's, I, it's insane. I don't understand not... why they haven't done it yet. I think it's an absolute... I think it might be because the AFL executive's incompetent should be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a little bit of a thing of uh, they don't want to annoy people by saying to... The team, like eight teams, you can't drink on the night. I reckon that might be a part of it. <laughs> That's a extra, good theory. There's an extra six teams who would have to have a quiet night. I don't but not if there's a buy. Oh, they're not going to get They pissed. wouldn't get pissed, but you it could, be you could drink. You could drink. I reckon it'd be one of those things where you'd like focus on the teams in finals and be like, look, he's drinking too much. Like, oh, I reckon there'd be a bit of hype. Actually, there. you're right. That'd be the worst, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, but let's get back to our season reviews. Next up, we've got Fremantle, your boys. Mm. Uh, thank God you had a good season because these guys did not. What do you have their list rated as? 
I've got a six out of ten on their list. Oh, interesting. I had a five. Yeah, we we've both said we quite like the way they're building their list. Yeah, I think they have a, a lot of talent. And like they fleece Gold Coast to get Brayshaw, and so that's a big plus. They there is a lot there. I like Chera. There's obviously five. If they lose Neil, that's a big blow. Yeah, their rucks. Sean Darcy didn't progress as much this year as I think they would have hoped. But Sandy's still going on. They're still missing key forwards. The key defenders are okay at this point. But their wings are solid. There's, there's enough solid bits there. It I, just doesn't quite fit. I think they've got quite... I put them at a five. Got, I'm not sure if I said that. You, you did. <laughs> uh, um, I think they've got quite a strong, deep, talented midfield. I, I like yeah. the look of their midfield. As you said, Chera, I, I really, really rate him. I really like Blakely. I don't mind Darcy Tucker. He looks all right. Um, their forward line is the major issue. I mean, they've yeah. got the most underrated small forward in the comp. Uh, in Michael Walters, of course. They also kind of need him in the midfield a little bit, which is a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But they actually look a lot better when he goes yeah. into the midfield. Um, but obviously, key forwards has been an issue for them for about 10 years. So uh, Yeah, they've always needed another one. And at the moment, they need two more. So yeah, they're, they're another one where, like, there are some clear, obvious gaps. And if they can plug them, they've got quite a good-looking list. And yeah. They're, they're building to something. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure about that. But they, there's enough there the to be Absolutely a little bit optimistic on. What have you got as their coaching? Uh, look, I had to be negative here. I, I'd want it to be nice. I've given him a three out of ten. So have I. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably a bit nice. He hasn't had a good few years, has there's, he? I, this year I've seen more signs than previously that he's trying to change, that he's trying to get them to run and carry and yeah. transition a bit better. But it just hasn't worked. They just they I mean, they've still got a really list st- where it should. Yeah, and you'd think the addition of Wilson would make their Wilson both the hills, line. Sunny like even Fife can move, yeah, Neil can move. Players, like yeah. they, they seem to have a lot of people who like butcher the ball in mm. the back half, and they always have. Historically, it was bloody Sheridan, Sheridan. But still, now Wilson's the only one you'd be like you're a really good kick of the footy. Yeah, in, true. in that back half. Oh, Hill when he's. He's played off halfback, and he's been... Uh, he's a they, pretty they're good both, kick. They're both real wingers, both the Hills. Yeah, but like Hill is a good kick, is what I was more saying. Yeah, yeah. And he, he has is. played as a halfback. Yeah. And I suppose in the guts, like Fife and Neil aren't, aren't good kicks of the footy. That's their biggest wingers. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, they're like I, I really tear my hair out a lot of the time watching Freo, because they have so much possible excitement in them. They have so many X-factor yeah. cool players. Yeah, exactly. But they don't quite bring it together, and they never have, and... That's been Ross's downfall for a long time. Yeah, it has. He's never been really able to elevate his bottom six, has he? Um, for the future, I've got them a five out of ten. I think their future is looking pretty bang on average. I'm not positive about it. I'm not negative about it. There's enough there where I go, it could be something, but there's not enough there to make me go, it will be something. I'm slightly positive about six. it. Six? I've got a six, yeah. Um, you got, you, you know rose-coloured glasses, you, don't you? I, yeah, they just... And I like the fact that they have been able to bring in players previously. Like, they've been able to get Hill across and yeah, okay. across and stuff, which makes me think that... <laughs> they just I, haven't been able to get a key forward. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think they need to go desperately to the draft. They've got a lot of talent there, and I think they, if they're able to bring in a couple more of those free agents, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about them. Yeah, again, it's very contingent on Neil staying or going, isn't it? Yeah. It drops if that he goes. W- that would really hurt him, yeah. Unless they absolutely nail the pick. Uh, expectations are a four out of ten. Yes, I I've got a five. I, I they're they're a tough one to pick because yeah. I didn't think they were going to be great. It's just their away form was so bad that I dropped them. They probably it. won 
maybe a little bit more games than I probably expected. Well, they were in the end eight. Eight, yeah. Yeah, that Which was about where I thought. A, for a developing team. Um, but yeah, their losses were brutal. Yeah. And that, that's what makes it really tough to... to Who were they it. down? Sev- no, they were up at 75 odd to Carlton at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That reflection. Was, yeah. But they, yeah, they had some absolutely shocking losses. And you really hope they get it together and be a bit more consistent next year. Uh, next up, we've got the Western Bulldogs. I gave their list a 6 out of 10. Oh, mate, being positive about your most hated team. I gave them a, a 5 out of 10. Oh, interesting. They're another team who have quite a... They've got... On paper, they have quite a strong midfield. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any sort of forward line, and their back line used to be held together by old players, and now yeah. they're all battling on a little bit, obviously. Boyd's gone, Morris injured. Marcus Wood Adams is, is all right. Yeah, but he's been injured a lot, and yep. he's rumoured to be going back to WA. Okay, uh, and, yeah, Wood missed a lot of time. Yeah, they're yeah. outside of the midfield. It's reasonably bare bones, yeah. especially for their tall players. Tim English looks like he could be something if he adds a bit of muscle, but there's not really many tall forwards going. Although Shaky's actually shown a bit recently. Yeah, um, he played really well in the in last terms game of, against Richmond. Yeah, was, like, that was the first time I was like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's pretty good." Yeah, and actually, in terms of key forwards that were taken really high in the draft, he's probably the best recent pick, isn't he? I think I've I've seen more signs from him than McCartan. Yeah, and yeah. Boyd. Outside yeah, of the final yeah. series, obviously. Yeah, um, Boyd's obviously had his, his issues. Yeah. But. So, but yeah, there's so many issues. Their forward depth is really non-existent. They don't have yeah. small forwards. They've only got Shaqy as a key forward that you'd bank on. Redpath's apparently going to retire. Yeah, he's uh, Dixon, I can't imagine lasting long. And in their back line, they're all so injured. But there's a bit more substance there for the keys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, on paper, their midfield is, is good. Very yeah, good. for coaching, I was a bit more savage. You gave him a 3 out of 10. Yeah, I was the same. I think we're both in agreement that... <laughs> he hasn't done well since the grand final, has he? <laughs> we, we both, uh, the way you put it has been quite good, that he, he can really coach a midfield. Like, yeah. He, he's, I think he's a really good spiritual coach. Like, mm. He really gets the team playing. And he was unbelievable the way he got sort of those strings of handballs going through yeah. the midfield. And even in patches this year when he got that short kicking going... You could see what they were trying to do, and it looked really good in the last game of the season. Yeah. But everyone who seems to step into their forward line, apart from Billy Gowers, <laughs> gets destroyed. Like, as soon as they step into their forward line, they just they, they look hopeless. They just... They, he can't seem to get any system going with his, with his forwards. It's a real struggle. Yeah. Um, and on that, it's probably time for Billy Gowers' watch, I would have thought. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, it's time now for Billy Gowers' watch. Billy, 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 Billy Gowers. Billy, 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 Billy Gowers. Well, we were unsure whether we were going to go with the Billy Gowers. Watch. But the man pulled it out. He, the great man at the end of his he first saw we were season, in need. where he was unbelievably good, like frighteningly good his first season. He has signed a two-year contract extension. So, What's so Billy Gowers, the pod, we all say congratulations, Billy. Yeah, like... Are you going to clap him? Thank you. He deserves a clap. We love the man. I'm just and afraid of being too support. loud in the microphone, Scott. We've had audio issues in the past, and I didn't want to <laughs> exacerbate them. Uh, it's a standing ovation. <laughs> uh, what do you got for their future? Future, I've got a 6 out of 10. So uh, do I, actually. For the reason that they're, they're stupidly young. Yeah. Like, when you look at their like experience and age and all of that, they are really, really young. Yeah, and it's not just their list is young. It's the team that plays young. They've played the youngest teams pretty consistently. 
the only team that really matched them was Frio all year. And like, there are enough signs there. Their best players are still really young and have room to develop. So I think the future is reasonably bright. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think they've got yeah, as we've said, they, they've got a lot of young kids through the middle, and they'll. They, I think they could they could develop. Yeah, they need certain areas to target, much like Freo, but I think they'll get there. What'd you have them on for expectations? Uh, I gave them a three out of ten. They'd be they'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah, I season. gave them a four. It's one of those funny ones where we have this. We don't know how much we just buy too much into the perception that they're premiership, and we start thinking, oh. They had a premiership midfield. Maybe they can come. Mm. Maybe we have too higher expectations of them. Maybe they are now a rebuilding team, and yeah. this is where they're at. They, that's probably how we should look at them. But and they did I, win a flag, and you can't run away year. from that. I think I had them eighth on my ladder predictor, and that was way too high. So I probably should have had them lower than a four out of yeah, ten. I, think I had them about tenth. I think. Yeah. I so they just there. didn't get anywhere near it. I thought they'd win ten to twelve games, but yeah, they just didn't. Like I think next year, if they win a couple more games we'll be quite positive about them I don't think we're all the same we're, we're, we've lost that thing of they yeah. could be a premiership team now yeah we, we have but they're young, they're it, young it's team. a pretty staggering drop off and yeah. a lot of it's been self-inflicted uh, Dalhouse confirmed that he's walking out the door mm. and the Bulldogs said farewell on they posted something about it so it's okay. 100% so, yeah, that drops. That hurts, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But they should like keep Dias. Wallace and Libertore, which is mm. a positive. Uh, now we we'll move on to our top five. Uh, we're going top five Nuffy comments. So this was your suggestion, so why don't you explain it? Yeah, well, we're just, we, we all know the great page on Facebook, Nuffy's on AFL pages, but we haven't taken out the classic, the, all of their posts about the actual Nuffy comments that were made. Which is what I thought you were suggesting. Yeah, now, this is more <laughs> when you're sitting at a game of footy when you want to punch someone behind you because they're just saying things where they clearly have no idea what they're talking about. The classic Nuffy supporter, what they will say at a game of footy when they're getting frustrated. That's pretty much what these comments are about. So my number five, uh, this is a, a growing one. Uh, this is quite new mm-hmm. and I've really been picking up on it. Whenever there is an incorrect interpretation of a new rule, the Nuffy, the first thing they say is, imagine if that happened in a grand final. <laughs> I've yep. heard it so much I, I hate it. it. It makes no sense. If you get holding the ball wrong in a grand final, that sucks. If you get any decision wrong in a grand final, of course that's controversial. That is not a reason why a rule is bad, <laughs> that you could get it wrong in a grand final. That, doesn't make any what sense. What I love about that is it's definitely something very frequently said by actual AFL commentators. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which that's feeds true. into the perception I have of them that they are nuffies. Um, yep. I've gone with football was better in <laughs> insert era here. Okay. I enough. hate this. Football was not better in the 80s. Football was not better in the 90s. <laughs> really football was. is the best it's ever been right now because it's the standard has been raised from the bottom teams. Yes, the best football in the 80s and 90s might have been more to your liking, but most of it's nostalgia, and overall the competition is significantly better consistently. I, I quite liked footy in the 90s, 2000s. I think there was enough sort of that run and excitement while still having the one-on-one yeah. contests. But any earlier than that, when you look at old games from like the 60s and 70s, it's shocking how bad it is. Like I find it almost unwatchable. They just... Get the ball and just kick it long. Yeah. Kick it long. Kick it long. It's it's really boring and really repetitive. Uh, the like, game's much better uh, yeah. now. We've had, we've spoken about this maybe a week ago with like the old game plans were not anything. Yeah. Like, they weren't. They didn't exist. Yeah. yeah so it, it's yeah. clearly a better game now. Yeah. Fair enough. The the old farts. Uh, my number four. I've just got a 
I just got a classic one. It's it's been around from from the the dawn of time. The the whole the umpires cost us the game. Any, oh yeah. Any Nuffy supporter who except that's under- very true whenever North Melbourne lose. <laughs> but any Nuffy supporter who doesn't actually understand the game. All they see is the decisions which went against them. And they get angry about that. And they say they cost them the game. That, that's someone who can't actually look beyond it. Do you remember when I walked in after played. we lost to Port Adelaide by five goals saying we were yeah. clearly <laughs> the team? <laughs> the umpires lost the first, mate. You no, no. I, I, I said our goal kicking was an issue too. I did say so there that. There were two things that cost you the game. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's, it's just the classic. Mate. It is the a classic. classic um, I've gone for my number four, a very modern one. Uh, it's screaming deliberate anytime the ball goes out of bounds. <laughs> okay. No, that's funny um, though. I it it is, that. it is. And that. it can be said sarcastically, which is, you know, A-grade humour that I'd time. never begrudge anyone <laughs> for uh, having a go at. But um, it also, it gets marked down a lot because half the time it actually works and changes the yeah, umpire decision. Yeah. Some absolute shocking deliberate calls are made, and it's generally in favour of the home team because the crowd is yelling you, at them. You think the crowd noise is creating bad decisions? I, especially for deliberate, because it's so, there's so much time for the crowd <laughs> to get involved with that decision. The umpire yeah. has to run over; he's got to make the extended arm yeah, okay. swoopy movement. Like there, there's so much in that makes that an influenceable decision, and I, it's just it's so nuffy. But when it works, you got to give them credit. Yeah. Uh, my number three, this is kind of a bit modern as well. Uh, I just hate the who's on him. That kills me. I was once at a game of footy and there was someone behind me and there was an entire transition from one end to the other by an opposition team. Yeah. And every single mark that was taken as it went forward was who's on him and who's on him and who's on him and who's on him. It's like they are playing in a zone. The thing which went wrong was their structure fell down. Yeah. It's not about... It's, we don't play man-on-man footy anymore. Yeah. Have you watched a game of footy for the last five years? The issue was no, the I, I first was kick. The first kick broke down the zone and it had to keep warping yeah. and never recovered. Yeah. That was the problem. That, that, is, that, like, that is just said by someone who hasn't watched footy for 50 years or, or hasn't tried to properly... Understand. It's like that's the football version of never figuring out how to use the internet like it's yeah. here this is how things yeah. are run yeah, these yeah. days and you just willfully trying not to understand <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah. for you to not be able to do anything with that it's just your own decision yeah. <laughs> uh my three i've gone the holding the ball calls yeah, it's just it's incessant it, it's incessant the holding the ball calls but my favorite <laughs> is when they dispose of the ball and the crowd still yells ball like they've preemptively seen a guy's laid a hand on him and gone, this is going to be holding the ball. There's generally not prior opportunity either, which I love and just makes it even better. But when someone clearly gets a kick or a handball and you still scream holding the ball, that's about as nuffy as it gets. I didn't want to put this in there because I, I like the atmosphere it creates. I, like I agree the whole, with that. Whenever there's a big tackle, just ball, ball. And most of the time you're wrong and you know that they're wrong. Yeah. But- it, it's fun. It's fun at the footy. It so is still a massive nothing. It is probably. a nothing thing. The amount of times you... <laughs> Not saying time, I don't do it, just yeah. quietly. <laughs> the amount of times I stand up, like, ball, and then I, and like, they don't pay, and I sit down, I like turn to my brother or something, and be like, that was definitely not ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two, this is a... There's two ways. I think we've it. got the same. <laughs> no, no, Oh, no, we no. don't. This is number two. Oh, okay, no. Uh, we'll, we've we'll inversed see how we go, yeah. My number two, I've got, they have no game plan. Ooh, or interesting. there's no plan B. I hate oh, that. Oh, plan B is the best. I love the whole, that. They have no game plan. To that be fair, is, we did spend a good half hour critiquing teams not having a game plan. No, but it doesn't make any... I think that's just meaningless words. Like, I think yeah. if you actually pressed someone on that and said, what do you mean by that? They'll be like, oh, they're just... 
they just don't have a game plan. Like they don't they don't actually know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Clearly every team has a game plan. They know how they want to play, mm. but it doesn't come together because they're not executing it. And that could be bad coaching because you're not allowing them to do what you want them to do. But every team has an idea of how they want to play. <laughs> that can never be a criticism of an AFL coach you don't have a game yeah, plan. Yeah, the best thing about it is it's a bit like the comment I made before. It's clear they just haven't investigated and tried to think about what yeah. the game plan would be. Like, yes, you can say, I don't like the game plan. It's not good enough. But there's no team that has a full-time coach, which is everyone, that would not have a game plan. Yeah. And the whole no plan B as well. Yeah. Just, that just drives me up the wall. Like, no one has a plan B. You have an idea of how you want to play, and then you can I reckon, move some personnel I reckon around. teams do have a plan B. It's just they're subtle to the point that most people don't notice yeah. it. Like, I reckon you could have a plan B. We're going to slightly shift the, we're gonna shift the way we set up at stoppages, bring an extra up to the ball. No one would notice that. And yeah. it's not ever going to get pointed out yeah, to you. Like what, That's they, a distinct change in game plan. Yeah, well, what do they, yeah, what do they expect to see? They're just all of a no, sudden... What, what they start. expect is the key forward to go to uh, go play loose in defence. Yeah, or the key yeah. defender to swing something forward. Something radical like that, yeah. It's not even radical. something obvious yeah, is what yeah, they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two was, uh, who was that to? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And it's, it's generally in response to a call, and I'm going to lead into my number one. I'm going to steal your thunder. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it's generally... Stems from a call. They've been saying, click the bloody thing for the entire lead up. And then when they do, there's no one there, which is the reason they weren't kicking it. <laughs> and then they say, who was that to? So it's a very, it's an intrinsically linked set of comments. Yeah, my, my number one and two. That's what I've done. My number one is just kick the bloody yeah. thing and then followed by who was that to. It's, I, the thing which I love about it is I see how it happens. That mm. people can watch a game of footy and be so focused on what is yeah. in front of them. It's the so, TV way of viewing things. Only see the contest. Yeah, so focused on the contest that it's just like, just kick it, just kick it. You're under pressure, just kick yeah. it. And no one has actually looked ahead. 50 metres and be like they clearly have no one to kick it to yeah. so the fact they're handballing is the only thing they can do and is the right thing to do and then as soon as they do what you tell them to do it's oh who was that to you idiot it's, it's, the, it's, a, it's an all time classic it's, it's the one. absolute classic <laughs> um, uh, yeah so we've just looked at the timer and this pod has gone on for an extremely long period of time <laughs> we as just is love our listeners we want to give them love yeah we've actually got a fair <laughs> bit more to say because we didn't know what we were going to be doing and when we don't know what we're going to be doing we talk for a long period of time so thanks for listening to this episode of the Plebs on Footy podcast part two of it will be posted pretty immediately afterwards but we wanted to split it up for you so it's a little bit little bit less intimidating so let's just say to adelaide essendon port adelaide and north melbourne fans uh the second pod should be the one you're listening to but thanks for listening to the first one yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in about 30 seconds